We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, the aftermath now is the key. We've talked about how they achieved a 28-22 victory yesterday. Ron speaking to the media this morning. Chris, look. Here's the one glaring thing that came out of this. You know, we talked about the injuries around the league, and we'll get to those. But clearly, they're going to have to get into the street free agent market on defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Now, do you – because usually these workouts take place tomorrow. Yes. Do they bring in Linville Joseph and Dominic and Sue, somebody of that caliber, somebody that's got a lot of experience, a lot of pedigree still? Because Ron said he was very concerned about how many snaps Jonathan Allen yep. and Deron Payne, as good as those guys are, and you want them out there for as many snaps as you can, mm-hmm. but you also got to preserve them so they can play 17 games for you. And he said he was very worried about the amount of snaps that they played. Are you willing to go that route, or do you just want to go for the guy that's going to be a super sub and play eight to ten plays a game and, and kind of be happy wow. about that and – do they have that on the practice squad, or do they have to go the street free agent route? Well, what about this name? I mean, a guy we discussed a bunch during the offseason, Starla Tulalele, who was with Ron and a lot of this coaching staff. Granted, not um, Jack, and Zganina was not in Charlotte either, and neither was Kerrigan. Um, so there's not that natural connection, but – Starla Tulalele played, you know, at a pretty high level when he was healthy. He's 33 years old, and he's obviously a street-free agent for a reason. The guy that you mentioned out of the two, Linval Joseph, I would definitely be more interested in him. This is me. I would definitely be more interested in him than Ndamukong Sue. Because am I wrong? Didn't Ndamukong Sue down in Tampa – play more of an end position than a pure nose because of Vita Vea? Yeah, 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 that's absolutely right. I mean, so to me, I, I don't – like, I know Ndamukong Sue can play inside. I understand that. But I would, me, I would go Linval Joseph one. I would go Star Latulalele. Is that too many Laleles? Star Latulalele. Star Latulalele. Latula, yeah, there was too many La Latula. Latula. There you go. Latula. Latula. I'm like, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, you know that uh, language thing that they advertise, Matt? Duolingo. Uh, whatever. I don't know. No, I, it's Rosetta Stone. Rosetta isn't Stone. It? I'm like, I'm like Russell's Rosetta Stone. Yeah. I, I help him. So it's Star Latula. Le 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 Okay. Four anyway. syllables. Latula. I, I just have problems with 
Latula Lay and Talia Tag. Talia Tunga Vialoa. That's pretty pretty good. Tunga Vialoa. I'll get that's right? that's fine. I'm, I'm, uh, and I'll and Tua and Tua was pretty good today uh, yesterday for mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins and my fight Mike McDaniel's baby. But anyway, I would go uh, Linval Joseph one. You want to talk about a stout note. Now, he's a little bit long in the tooth. I got it. I understand. But you want to talk about somebody who's a little stout uh, in terms of 320 has, you know, certainly played a lot. Uh, You're not going to have a you're not going to bring in a guy that is short on of experience. Uh, Now, how how many snaps he can give you, what kind of shape he's in right now? I don't know. But that would be a guy based on my memory and recollection, Linval Joseph, then Star, and then maybe Andamakan Sue. But I would be willing to probably bet that they go Star first because they know him. And he's and of course it'll break out the the uh well, he's a Carolina. Uh, what, what do they call him? A command a Campanther or what whatever they what whatever people call Com- him? Commanther. A Commanther. A Commanther. I call them the uh, Carolina Commanders. That's what I kind of refer because I always have to be different. Uh, a Commanther. Because he's a Commanther, I-, I would have to assume he's going to be number one on the list. But again, he doesn't have any connection to Jack and Ors Ganina and Kerrigan. So maybe, maybe they do something different. But I would assume it's going to be one of those two guys. I, I was going to say, it's, it, they're, they're definitely, and I think Ron's right, they're going to have to at least examine it and see what happens because that right now is a glaring area uh, for this team uh, right now. So they- I mean, he's 34. Lin- I'm sorry, uh, Linval Joseph is 30. I'm sorry, 33. Star doesn't turn 33 until December. Does that matter to you? Uh, it, look, if the guy can – look, we're only asking him to play 8 to 10 snaps a game. We're not mm-hmm. asking him to start and play 30. Right. So uh, I think that's the key to me. Is if you know, does the guy have anything left physically? Right. I mean, you bring him in here on a Tuesday, and you watch him move around, and you see if he looks like he can still be a football player or not. I mean, it's kind of concerning to me that as good as those guys have been that we're talking about, that they're still available, you know, right now. Yeah. But again, I mean, look, like every t- there's only so many roster spots, and you know, I mean, will those guys be willing to accept limited roles like that? is another well, uh, thing as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of times guys don't want to go through the rigors of training camp because they don't want to beat their body up, so they'd rather sign after week one, which a lot of teams would like to do sometimes as well. And here's why. Because you don't have to guarantee your your – to a vested veteran, you don't have to guarantee their full-year salary, even if it's like the veteran minimum, you know, which is what I would assume a, a Linval Joseph or a, a, a star Latulale would get. Uh, I don't – maybe Sue would get more, but I, I would think star and or Linval Joseph would probably be in the veteran minimum range, maybe slightly above, maybe incentives, what have you. Well, teams don't want to bring on veterans, vested veterans, which both of those guys are, because when you're on a pre-week one roster or when you're on the roster for week one, your 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 salary is 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 guaranteed for the rest of the year, even if you get cut. Now, by bringing in Linval Joseph, now by bringing in Star Latulale, or even in an Indominus Sue, your base salary 
whatever it is, whatever it is and whatever it counts for against the cap is not guaranteed for the year. And that might seem like small peanuts, and of course it is. But teams do operate that way. I, I mean, I, I just know they do, right? So now you can now you have more of a need. Okay, now you have more of a need because, again, you're worried about John Allen, A, being banged up, B, the amount of snaps. What did he play, 50-some-odd snaps, I mm. think it was yesterday? I'd have to double-check that number. Uh, you know, Deron Payne, again, is a player, as we've talked – I mean, you are Jay, right? We, I mean, Jay and I, Jay and I had this conversation at lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, Deron Payne – what, 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 like now in the rear, like what? And he he said a couple of things, right? He said one, he goes, I've always thought he's a better pass rusher than he was given credit for, which is exactly what I thought coming out of Alabama. But people talked about how stout he was against the run and how limited he was pass. But I, I don't know, I don't remember what your perspective was on him coming out of Alabama. But I he he said as long as Duran stays in shape and 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 can play a full load. Well, they're probably worried about that. How do you get most effective Deron Payne? It's probably not playing him 55 snaps a game, right? So you have to bring even though you have Danny Wise. The position Wise, is just too, I mean, look, right. that position is just too much of a grind. Right. Because so. you have Daniel Wise, who can clearly step up, and, and I like Daniel Wise maybe more, maybe more than others do. I, I, I you know, I, I, mean, it's I just don't how know, do you know? But... The, the, the thing with him is, is just how do you know? Because right. you haven't asked him to play more of an extended right. role yet. Right. I mean, can Obata can play inside? James Smith Williams can play inside, but to me, Obata. I mean, does Obata at Roughly 265, 270, whatever he is. Does Obata, can he play inside? Can you ping him inside? I think he gets pinged around in the run game and doesn't give you what you need there. You need somebody with some girth, some thickness, some size, right? I mean, that's why, again, Daniel Wise fits to me. Does Smith Williams bump down? Well, that's the other thing. They can use him there, but how you know, because you need to use him more at defensive end mm-hmm. in a rotation with Casey Tuhill. And by the way, Casey Tuhill was noticeable, I think, yesterday at times, right? Didn't you notice him yeah, a couple sure. of times? Um you know, and remember what James Smith Williams told us. Uh, last year when he was with us, that he'd prefer, I think it was with us, maybe it was in a rookie year, I can't remember, uh, but I th- I'm pretty sure it was with us, that he'd rather play outside than inside, okay? So, well, again, I mean, with the, look, combined inside, with the Chase Young there's injury. There's a brutality, man. Yeah. There is a brutality to interior line play, both offensively and defensively, and we've already seen it, um, you know, so far here in this, uh, you know, Early part of the NFL season, mm-hmm. there's a brutality to it, man. That that sucks. I yeah. mean, that's the thing, and that's why Ron wants to get Allen and Payne off the field a yeah. little bit, so attrition yeah. and wear and tear doesn't become an issue. If you get hurt because somebody falls on you, or you're trying to make a play and you get hurt or something, that's one thing. But you don't want that injury to occur because a guy's played a hundred snaps in the first two games of the season, and his body is screaming at him, you know, for some relief. Uh, that's that's where you'd get really, um, you know, pissed off if a guy got hurt uh, in a situation like um, that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, if you if you look at, uh, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers here, um, they don't have them just yet, so we're gonna have to wait uh, on the snap. I know counts. Derek. I, I know uh, Derek Force yesterday. By the way, uh-huh. and we were talking about him. Mm-hmm. 
Highest graded commander on defense yesterday with a 91. He was unbelievable. Uh, actually, uh, Matt, do you have that, Derek Force? Do you want to hear from yeah, Derek Force? Because I caught up with him in the sure. locker room. Why don't we play that now? Because there were so many things that I didn't even get to in my limited time with him because everyone was around. But I-, I wanted to catch up with him for a couple of questions. So why don't we play that Derek Forst, uh little spot right here? Did you have a major problem like many did with that with that call? It didn't look like you. Uh... <laughs> no comment, but uh, it's football. No, football. Understood. Understood. Um, I don't know if you, sorry, if you already talked about this. The two back-to-back plays at near the end of the first half, the one where you knocked the ball out of bounds yeah. from Etienne for the five-yard loss, and then the p- pass coverage on the back line of the end zone. Just take, take us through that and just kind of. Yeah, they're they're going after you, but you're making plays and responding back. Plays to the flats, uh, you know, it's too many injuries, so I keep him in bounds. I was trying to keep him in bounds, and he turned around and it was in position for me to make a great play. And you know, I like the hit, so made a big hit. Ball came out, that was energy. So then, you know, we got that rest in in between, and I'm like, they're gonna probably come at me again. Mm -hmm. Just me being first start, first time starting, they're gonna come at me again. Seen the overall coming, the guy in position to make the play, and I just had to make the I had to make the best of my opportunities. Does it show more of what you're about that you're not just a hitter coming down and attacking that you can go? Not, I want to say deep in coverage, but I mean, you know, you had to run there oh, yeah. and you had to cover. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it just shows the versatility. You know, the coaches been on me all week, man. I'm telling you, they've been they've been drilling me all week just right. to just to make make your opportunities. You know, you got you going you going to be in position to make a lot of plays while I those make those plays, and that's what I did today. All right, so that's a quick conversation with Derek Forrest. Obviously, he didn't get to everything. You know what he did? Uh, and, and we're going to have uh, a brief conversation, of course, with um, who else did I catch? Oh, Logan Thomas uh, coming up here. You know what he did after the game? And I was probably one of the only few people left in the press box because I was working for our network, CBS Sports Radio, and I was on hold for a long time after the game while Zach was kind of going through the games that were underway and the other games that were final and whatever. It was such a crazy day as we've talked about. So I was still up in the press box uh, five, six, seven minutes after the actual final gun when everybody had gone down. Derek Forrest, I wish I would have been able to get my camera up in time. He came running towards the tunnel and therefore through the end zone uh, that, you know, you have to go through to to, to get into the He did a handstand and a cartwheel to celebrate the win. After doing what he did yesterday, and you said he was the highest PFF player, right? 91.7, did you say? 90, 91.3, I think. 91.3, whatever it was. Le- Pete, the play against the two-play sequence at the, at the end of the first half against Etienne, the one where he knocked the ball out, five-yard loss, that's important, and the next play, third down, back line of the end zone, chasing, I forget who the receiver was, as we just talked about with him, those two back-to-back plays, along with the knocked-away two-point conversion, along with the interception, along with the other impact that he had. My goodness, if that's Derek Forrest, if that is what they have, again, want to be careful, one game is one game, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're actually going to be pretty good on the back end if they can stay healthy. Because, again, when they get Cam Curl back, however Jack decides to do it, whether it's playing Buffalo nickel a lot more or whatever the case might be, my gosh, Derek Forrest, hello. We had him on in training camp, right? It was one of the only players we talked to. Uh, and 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 it was because we were hearing such great things. And, and usually you hear a lot of great things about a lot of people, and they do splat 
when, when it counts for real. Well, one game sample size, Derek Forrest did not do anything going like going splat. Trust me. He was really, 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 really good. Well, really I mean, good. And as he and I talked about in that interview that we had with him, playing in the American Athletic Conference mm-hmm. with all of the wide open offenses that we see in that league, he's had to be physical playing run defense against a team like Navy. He's had to go up against numerous spread offenses in that league. So he has developed the skill set because of the league that he played in and the program that he played in. More importantly, he played for Luke Fickle. And Luke Fickle is a guy that has done a tremendous job with player development at Cincinnati. So you trust what Derek has learned before he got there. So he's a guy that can come in and be ready to play right now. He's seen just about every type of concept uh, that you're going to see out there, and I think that's beneficial, and it's good scouting by Washington to to go see a player like that who's been exposed to all of those different types of things. So when he sees a concept offensively in the NFL, it's not really going to be foreign to him uh, out there. So, I, I again, this is where you got to give – Ron and, and their scouting staff, Tim Gribble, and those guys, a lot of credit for getting the job done in that category. I like Tim Gribble. I, Timmy's done a good job. His I like Tim Gribble. Cousin Rob used to fly me around doing airborne traffic. Yeah. So yeah. I like Tim Gribble. I'm just going to say that. What's up, Tim? Hi, Tim. <laughs> Love you, man. I want to work for you. Um, <laughs> so Seriously, Tim, if you want my players, you know how to get a hold of Rooster. Just uh, I'll get the list to you. Um, but I, again, I think that's important yeah. when you when you scout college players. What have they been exposed to? It's why we always love the SEC kids because mm-hmm. you know we know that they've been exposed to a big time environments. They're not mm-hmm. going to be wowed by walking out in the stadium and see seventy thousand people there. Uh, that's the, the the big thing. They've been exposed to big environments, but they've also been on coaching staffs that do a tremendous job with player development. So you're not getting a beginner football player, you know, when you get them in your camp. And that's the beauty of what Luke Fickle has done at Cincinnati. And I think Derek Forrest is a uh, prime example of that. And we saw that yesterday. Pressed that's into duty, call. you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we got backup safeties in here. And he and Jeremy Reeves, when they were called upon yesterday, uh, did a solid job uh, in what was asked of them uh, in the opening game of the season, especially against a team that you know is new in terms of the concepts. It's a, It was a new team in Jacksonville. And Doug Peterson is a guy – that comes from the Andy Reid tree, you're going to see a lot of formations. You're going to see a lot of eye candy. It requires you to have tremendous eye discipline. And I thought Derek showed those things uh, yesterday for this football team. And, uh, look, I mean, they got they got the performance they were looking for uh, out of it. By the way. What did you think of that hit that I, I, I that I asked him about, that personal foul? I, I Like live, I haven't seen a great replay of it. I did not think that was penalty worthy. Did you have a problem? Because he clearly no, because did what, not like the call. What happened was I thought he went, he lowered the target, mm-hmm. and then the running back lowers the target. Right. I mean, Derek, I mean, you're taught, look, they want you to hit lower. He's already getting ready to hit the guy below the waist. Right. And then when the running back lowers his head, we we there's no there's no chance it's not as but if, they hold the defender responsible for that which is which but, which I understand but again, why but it, it's a but really here's hard the situation here's the gray area of the call the defender has already lowered his target coming in with a shoulder mm-hmm. toward the defender and He's, then the offensive player he goes is a, in. he is doing what they are asking him right, to do right. 
and then the offensive player lowers it, at that point, Derek can't alter his path through the football. Is it a matter of mechanics for you, i.e., let me ask you this, and I hope I'm asking this right. Because Defoe did it first and then the running back lowers, as opposed to the running back or whoever the player is, quarterback, wide receiver, whatever, doing it first and then the player not the defensive yes. player not making yes. the adjustment. And, and and that's why that's why I I think those types of penalties need to be reviewed. Anytime there's a big time hit, whether you hit a guy in the chest or not, these these calls are being made and we're we're putting defenders in a in a point where it's almost like touch football. If a guy's coming across the middle looking at the football and he doesn't see you, the defender, standing there, you almost now have to wait until he catches the ball and then say, oh, hello, do you have any Grey Poupon? Mm-hmm. And try and bring him down to the field. Because if you blow him up... I love Grey Poupon. If you way. blow him up, you're going to get a flag. Yeah. And in the NFL, that stuff is not reviewable like it is in the NFL. Right. So... And, and, or in college. Uh, right, in college, right. sorry. And that that's why I don't like the discretionary nature of that call mm-hmm. because there is no there is no get out of jail free card with the review in the NFL like there is in college football. I thought Derek did nothing wrong. He was going low into the thigh pads of the player and then the player lowered his head and at that point we we've got the contact on the collision that we had. Yeah, plain and simple. 301-230-0980. Ron Rivera says they're going to be shopping on the defensive line market is the news probably not going to come back real positive on Federian Mathis's injury from yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll go around the league. Key injuries around the league. One affects Washington in the NFC East. We'll do that next. 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
stronger hit, Derek Forrest or Le'Veon Bell on Adrian Peterson's mm. face? Mm. That was not good for AP. Tuck a, he took a knuckle sandwich, my friend. I mean, I, hate to I see hope that. that paycheck felt good for AP because that, I, I mean, I hate to talk bad about, it's not talking bad about somebody, it's talking reality. AP is desperate for cash. He took that, that fight, that paycheck, because he's desperate for cash. Because of some bad investments I guess he made or others made on his behalf or whatever the deal was, he's desperate for cash. Sucks. Desperate for cash. I mean, and, and Le'Veon Bell, man. Le'Veon Bell actually reasonably looked the part for a few minutes there. That was a devastating right hand. Yeah. I mean, it, it, had, it had some power. It had some power indeed. Speaking of power, Dallas Cowboys, a team of power, the highest franchise in all the pro sports at over $8 billion. But right now, Chris, their prized Bulls going to be out six to eight weeks with a fractured thumb suffered mm-hmm. late in the game last night against Tampa. Puts Cooper Rush in the spotlight. Rush, a winner at Minnesota last year mm-hmm. for the Cowboys against the Vikings. Thrust into the spotlight here. There will be questions. There will be some that suggest Dallas should call San Francisco not sure a seven-week rental of Jimmy Garoppolo would be worth the price you might have to pay to get him, but for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations in Dallas, do you risk it with Cooper Rush, or do you try to trade for a guy that has been to a Super Bowl? Well, I, I try and bring in a veteran, but it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, to your point, like Dak's going to come back at some point. We don't know when exactly. Again, they all thought Russell Wilson was going to miss six to eight weeks last year. And I'm not saying it's exactly the same injury, but again, initial estimates, things change, what have you. Maybe Dak comes back week five. I don't know. Um, but either way, he's going to be out for some period of time, right? And even when he again comes back, doesn't mean he's going to be great or like what normally Dak is. But I would go out on the veteran free agent market and try and solve it that way as opposed to paying whatever compensation for Jimmy Garoppolo that San Francisco wants because here's here's part of it, right? Number one, the short-term nature of it. Okay, that's number one. But Pete, what? Again, I picked the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl, and they lost to the terrible Chicago Bears yesterday in a monsoon of rain, right? Uh, Or at at least at times. Who's to say that the 49ers are are in the business of giving up Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, very good point. For Trey Lance. Very good point. I mean, there's no way that you could convince me that Trey Lance is a stud and going to be awesome and going to be the, the quarterback look for all 17 the games. Did yesterday. Right? There's no way you can convince me of that. So, to me, Jimmy G is off the off the table. Now, uh, I, I don't have a list in front of me, but can you think of any veteran free agents that are out there? I mean... Is Case Keenum available? No, Keenum is with – Oh, is he? Okay. He's Buffalo's backup. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm trying to think of, like, veteran free age. I mean, outside of Robert Griffin III, I'm sure there is a bunch that I'm not thinking of. Bob G, number three, is available. Yeah, he is, and he's from that area, so he's always wanted to play for the Cowboys. So I'm sure that he's, you know, praying that his call – Hello, Robert? Robert? This is Jared Jones. 
Uh, that's bad Jerry Jones, but you get the point. Um, anyway, like I, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of nine to five ham and egg jabronis out there that Dallas I mean, could bring in. Think but about Cooper it. Rush should get the start against the Bengals and should probably be the starter for the next couple of weeks. And of course, again, that goes into a week four game at Dallas against the Commanders. All of a sudden, Pete. All of a sudden, with a one and zero win uh, record. And yes, at Detroit, and again, Detroit is not as offensively explosive as they probably showed in the in the raw numbers yesterday, but they are better. If you can somehow get to two and zero, even if you then lose that Eagles game at home, you have a chance to go basically through the quarter pole of the season at three and one. A good chance. I mean that that's if what's got to be you know if you can find a way to beat Detroit. That's what's got to be exciting right, right now if you are. The Washington football team, but to, but again, Washington is not good enough to overlook and count victory against anybody. We said that the entire offseason. That proved to be true yesterday in the contest against Jacksonville. You knew it was going to be a better Jacksonville team with Doug Peterson taking over uh, You know that team and them being actually coached by a reputable uh, NFL coach. But again, there is opportunity. The road is is there potentially for you to at minimum get to three and one, which when you look around the league and you look at Green Bay looking like butt yesterday, Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson, wide open first possession of the game, and Watson drops the football. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can't be any more wide open. I mean, my God, you'd have caught the ball. You would have caught the ball. Stone hands. I have faith in you. Mm -hmm. You would have caught the ball. You could see the Packers' sideline get ready to explode. Their arms are up, and the kid dropped the ball. Well, that was a problem for him, though, coming out in the draft process. Right? Now, the question ultimately— Besides being raw, right? Yeah, the question ultimately is, will that now affect that kid's confidence? Will he be intimidated by playing with Aaron Rodgers, thinking he's going to piss Aaron off or the ball's not coming because Aaron doesn't trust him? And how does that affect Green Bay going forward? Plus, I didn't think your boy's defense was all that great yesterday— Justin no. Jefferson was left wide open yes. on multiple occasions. And, Chris, you know the first person that you must identify on that Minnesota offense yes. is Justin Jefferson. And right. Green Bay had some busts yesterday that were catastrophic in that football game against the league's best wide no, receiver. I, I mean, listen, I, I didn't see much of it, but I, the game was on in front of me as I was doing my podcast and getting ready and doing all that stuff. So I did peek up and down. Uh, and I, I did see Justin Jefferson wide open, as we talked about with Jay Gruden a couple of times, like you said. Uh, and and one, the, the touchdown was kind of on a crossing route uh, over the middle, but like lots of space. And apparently uh, Jair Alexander wanted to be man-to-man, you know, on him. He talked about that all during the week. Remember in 2016, the 2016 opener when they had brought in Josh Norman and Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator. Jay was still the head coach. They had brought in Josh Norman and they went against Pittsburgh and Dallas to start the year. And everybody wanted Josh Norman to be man to man, hip to hip with uh, Antonio Brown at the time who, and Antonio Brown was uh, before he became a complete blithering (laughs) dum-dum. He was the best receiver or, you know, one of the top two, three, whatever. But, I mean, that's how he was viewed. And Joe Barry 
like I had just known that Joe Barry was not going to put Josh Norman man to man unless he had no choice and nothing else was working, right? Um, I don't know enough about Jair Alexander and their schemes and how they consistently play, but I believe they are in Green Bay. I believe they play more zone than man. But when you play zone, Pete, here's the problem. Like, when you play man, you can get beat, right? And you can – it happened with the Jaguars yesterday on the 49-yard uh, – it happened with um, on, on the second touchdown to Jahan Dots. You can get beat when you – but – the problem is, is when you play zone and you don't play it right, and this is what I don't know. Is that a Joe Barry thing or is that a, hey, the Packers, for whatever reason, got mixed up by formation or something? Because normally you would say, you like to your point, you can never, ever, ever, ever allow Justin Jefferson to beat you like he did yesterday several times, including on that touchdown where there's so much space. To me, yes, of course that's going to be blamed on the coach. At some point, do the players, and, and this is what we don't know, have some accountability for not playing it right? If right, Because I can't imagine Joe Barry said, oh, no, 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 play 10 yards off and tar- 10 yards under, 10 yards over, 10 yards under Justin Jefferson and let him run free over the middle of the field, right? I, I mean, that's not yeah. how you coach. You mentioned it earlier, Tua Vailoa, solid performance, 23 of 33, 270, and a score didn't turn the ball over via interception in the contest. If Miami's going to get that from two of most weeks, Tyreek Hill with uh, eight grabs in the game, if they're going to get that, they're going to be right there. They're going to be competitive uh, in that AFC. They're going to be a pain in the rear end. They didn't run the ball very well. That might be some an area that they're going to have to work on. Clearly, New England uh, just offensively impotent. I'm not sure what the answer is uh, in that category. You know, they're a team that's going to have to run the ball better because – Right now, they had issues. Their defense, I thought, held its own in that game uh, yesterday. But at the offense, and that was going to be the big key. I don't think it was Mac Jones's fault. I just think the offense in general, you could tell, they missed Josh McDaniels terribly uh, in that game yesterday because that's a work in progress with whatever they're doing on the offensive side between uh, Judge, Patricia, Bill and and anybody else that's involved in that offense right now with New England. They were just mm-hmm. not competitive offensively, I thought, uh, for a decent part of that game. Well, so do you give credit, though, to Miami, or do you put blame on the, the soup that you were just talking about with Patricia and Judge and Belichick and, and the New England offense, which, again, is missing – uh, who was the receiver that got hurt that they drafted in the second round? Um, oh, the, uh, the Taekwon Underwood. Yeah, Ty- no, Taekwon Thornton. Thornton, right? rather, yeah. Uh, Taekwon uh, Underwood played at uh, right, right, Rutgers, right. sorry. Right. I mean, you know, again, if you didn't watch the game, and I only was able to hear the updates on the game, Mac Jones 21 to 32 13, a touchdown and a pick. Like you walk away going, eh, you know, it's not that bad, right? I mean, that's not horrible. It's not sub 200 or whatever. Um, I mean, New England turned the ball over three times. You yeah, can't do that. Yeah. You just, well, you well just that, can't that's the that. thing. I mean, again, that can make you. Now, listen, the commanders got out turnovered yesterday or, uh, you know, they were minus in takeaways, yeah. right? You turn the ball over three times. Most games you're going to lose. If you're the New England Patriots, right, and and you 
Turn the ball over three times, right? Uh, you said one. Um, Jones had an INT, and then Aguilar. Holland had an interception. Mac, Mac fumbled, and Aguilar right. had an, uh, an inter, uh, a fumble as well for New England. Right, right. So, so three turnovers, right? I mean, if here's the thing: if you have a pedestrian offense, Josh McDaniels or no Josh McDaniels, Pete. If you have a pedestrian offense and you turn the ball over three times, you almost have no chance. If you have what the commanders have, and and I hate to tie everything back to what we do here, but if you have what the commanders have, not that you want to turn the ball over three times a game, you don't. Clearly that will catch up to you against good teams, and it almost did against a bad team, but you might be able to get away with that if you have the kind of talent and skill that the commanders have. Guess what? And I've been, I said this all last year, and I know you're higher on Mac Jones and Bill Belichick than I am going into this year, but we, both of us did not pick them to make the playoffs. And this was part of the reason. I think they're very pedestrian on both sides of the football, quite honestly. And I think you're going to have to scheme up a lot of things and get a, more, a lot more will than, than uh, you know, talent, certainly. And, and, and I, I, like nothing that happened yesterday, quite honestly, surprised me. Maybe Miami being a little bit more dominant on defense than I thought. Maybe, but I mean, I thought their defense was pretty good. But it's easy for to the be dominant last year. It's easy to be dominant when the other team turns the ball over too. Uh, again, I mean, sure, that absolutely. Mind. I mean, no, they, no they weren't they weren't playing Buffalo yesterday. No, so, no. I mean, that's and, and a, let, let's see how you know. Miami's defense looks exactly against a juggernaut. But my point being is, this is why I haven't been all in on. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots this year. And again, both of us, neither one of us. Oh, by the way, good pick. On the Houston Texans. Now, they didn't oh. win. They didn't win. But you picked them. You picked the Houston Texans to win the NFC, uh, AFC South. Everyone kind of like. They're up 20 to 3. I know. Everyone kind of looked and said, what the hell's Pete Fourth doing? Fourth quarter, 20 to 3. What the hell's Pete doing? Close I said, the freaking what the hell game are you out, doing? lovey. I know. And yet, but, oh. but, you know what? They did get the tie. Okay. That's not as good as a win. A you're brutal you're, tie, you're absolutely right. It's a brutal But you know what? Tie. Give them a little bit of kudos because A, nobody is expecting anything really from Houston. And B, again, you were on them. Uh, and maybe that division is going to be worse than we all thought. Uh, I mean, maybe. look, they, they should have closed the game out. They let Matt Ryan get back in it in the fourth quarter. Rodrigo Blankenship is a great kicker. Houston's lucky he missed in overtime. Because, I mean, the Houston, ironically, Houston, Houston went from should have won the game going away to they should have lost the game in overtime because Blankenship's not going to miss many kicks like that. They were fortunate to get the tie. But you got to win. You got you got the Colts down 23 at home, fourth quarter. Close the freaking game out, lovey. Close the game out. Get the game over with. Okay? Thought Davis Mills was decent in the game again. Guys playing decent football. They, they should have easily won that contest. The Baker Mayfield Bowl decided really potentially on a tough roughing the passer call against Carolina in that game. Gave Cleveland life on the drive. And I told you this, Cade York is a monster kicker. He might be he, – he is like all pro level kicker. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Banged it from 58 for Cleveland to win the game yesterday. 26-24. round pick, right? Yeah, weapon. Weapon. Great kicker. I mean, that's a huge win for Cleveland when you think about it, right? 
A, any because win, of the significance going against Baker any Mayfield. Any win they get without Deshaun right, Watson. Right, exactly. That's and what I'm of saying. of course, yeah. the emotions of Absolutely. beating Baker. On the road. On the road. Right, against Baker. But more importantly, to your point, no Deshaun Watson, you get a win now. But, Long way to go before you get way, Deshaun Watson back. Just but, like we said, what we thought about Carson Wentz, we saw all of the pages of Carson Wentz yesterday. Same thing was said for Baker Mayfield. We, we saw... We saw the bad Baker in the first half. Balls getting tipped at the line of scrimmage. I think I think Car- uh, Cleveland had four tipped balls in the first half against Mayfield. Then in the second half, Mayfield lit it up. I mean, he was on fire in the second half of that game. Overcame the adversity, just like Carson Wentz did, and had Carolina in position to win the football game when it, they really shouldn't have been in the game at all. And obviously, Cleveland makes the final play. What you saw with Cleveland... What you saw with Washington, more importantly, okay? Football games are 60 minutes. You have to play the full 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can't let the adversity of a bad play uh, get you off track and derail your game. Washington, for one of the first times in a while yesterday, Chris, played 60 minutes of football. And when you do that, you have a chance to win, and you can close out victories when you're ahead as they did yesterday the big fella's got our dumb dumb of the day coming up right now he tells us what's trending all right it is a victory monday in the nation's capital if you missed garrick force my quick little one-on-one with him earlier this hour hit it up on the odyssey rewind team 980 matt will have it podcast for you as part of hour number three here at russell and medhurst on a, again a victory monday 28 22 win for the commanders over the jacksonville jaguars it's on to detroit will they have a new defensive tackle certainly seems that way for mathis undergoing an mri as well jonathan allen allen isn't expected to be lost for long uh but we will get updates uh at some point on Allen um Mathis and as well Wes Schweitzer also undergoing an MRI Monday night football tonight it is the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson let's ride boys and girls going back to Seattle and the 206 for old Russ will the new head coach of the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, let Russ cook. We will find out together Monday night football tonight, Denver and Seattle. Nats off tonight. Uh, they host the Orioles tomorrow back here at Nationals Park after a three-game weekend sweep in Philadelphia. And that's what's trending. Final segment of the show. You know what that means. It's time to find out who the Dumb Dumb of the Day is. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Ah, yes, indeed. Thank you, Mr. Medhurst. It is indeed. And unfortunately, boys and girls, I have terrible, terrible news. And that is we have to go back to the state of Florida. <laughs> I apologize, I do, but there is more dum-dums per square inch in the state of Florida than anywhere else on planet Earth. So, Dateline, Las Brisas Condominium Association on the luxurious Matanzas Shores Beachfront 
part of Flagler County, Florida. A president of a Florida condo association was arrested last week. Why, you might ask? Well, Robert William Orr, 59 years old, said president of Las Brisas Community, uh, Las Brisas Condominium Association. Pete, what would you guess that he did to get arrested? He siphoned off cash from the rest of the HOA. No. What he did was he put a plugged-in USB camera inside a flower pot in the master bedroom of one of the rooms at the condominium association and video recorded and audio recorded a couple having sex. Oh. So the couple found the camera, took it to the police. The police viewed the video, saw intimate footage of the pair, and what's worse is that Orb, so dumb not only to do something like this, had recorded himself on the same damn videotape <laughs> of testing out the device in his own condo unit and placing it then in the flower pot. So he recorded himself testing it out and seeing if it would work on the same damn apparatus that he was trying to watch this couple have sex. What he didn't realize was, for free and (laughs) crime-free, you can just Google John Holmes and satisfy your voyeuristic needs. Also, just as a finishing note, while you could do that, Several other spy cameras and spy devices were found inside Mr. Orr's home Mm. after police executed a search warrant. How about that? Significant. I mean, could you imagine being that A, horny, V, that stupid, (laughs) and C, just anything else? And, oh, by the way, you're a dum-dum. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. All right, coming up, Dokken, my former morning show partner in beautiful Norfolk, Virginia, Scott Jackson, coming your way next to discuss the win, burgundy and gold today, coming up here at the top of the hour as we finish things up here today with our final thoughts. It's time for the guys to give their closing arguments and hit the shower. Let's hear that final take. Johnny Kime, you missed out. Your podcast should be called Kime Time, but your content is fantastic. And he tweeted out today an amazing stat from yesterday. It was the last time a Washington team had the playmakers to have 173 yards after the catch yesterday. That's pretty damn good. 173. We knew it was good, Chris. Kime puts it into perspective right there. With the analytics to back it up, it's just one game, though. And when you're a team that's fighting for respectability, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be mature. You've got to go to Detroit next week. You're the better roster, and you've got to go win the football game. But 1-0 is 1-0. I'll finish up this way. Again, Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Will Nathaniel Hackett let Russ cook as the boys and girls want him to do? You bet your band bottom dollar. 
300-plus yards for Russell Wilson against an awful Seattle Seahawks team. Coming up on Monday Night Football as Russ back in Seattle. All right, that does it for us. Doc and Scott are coming up next. They'll be taking your calls at 301-230-0980. For Matt and Chris, some people see you tomorrow at 9 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.